Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast for today, Tuesday, the 29th uh, day of March. Can't believe it. March is almost over with. And it's almost April and it's 10 degrees here in Lake Placid. So there's not a hint of spring anywhere around, but it should be getting warmer sooner, soon rather. And uh, I think we're all looking forward to a little spring weather. I noticed some of the flowers were perking up in my my neighborhood um following uh the warm-up we had last week but i don't know how they're doing with 10 degrees right now it's pretty chilly at any rate um today uh i'm going to try to use some of my background as a psychologist to uh, do a program on how to improve your mental health during times of uncertainty and we boy oh boy do we have uncertainty right now we got tons of uncertainty so according to polls the economy is the number one issue distressing voters and 71 percent of voters believe the nation is moving in the wrong direction. This means a lot of folks are reacting to our nation's problems with anger, frustration, stress, and anxiety. <clears throat> the same polls show that most people blame the nation's economic problems on President Biden. Why? Well, inflation is eating up people's income. They may be making more money, but more of that money is being eaten up by inflation. So your buck doesn't go nearly as far as it once did. Just go to the gas station to fill up your car. You'll see what I mean. The nation's declining economy affects mental health since most people make plans based on the expectations for the future in addition to their ability to remain current with their expenses. So if you think the economy is going south, you may start worrying about unemployment. You might start worrying about losing your job. So uh, it does tend to affect people and causes people to react with anxiety and stress. So be aware that while Americans blame Biden for the nation moving in the wrong direction, the administration at the same time is telling Americans that the nation's problems have nothing to do with the president. This is an attempt to divert blame away from the president and redirect it towards Russia, something that politicians are really quite adept at doing. This tactic causes confusion and increases anxiety and stress because confusion causes stress, particularly among people that are looking to the administration for direction and guidance regarding what is, in fact, taking place in the country. This brings up the issue of how can we minimize distress during this period of uncertainty. The first step is to take care of all that is within your power to control because ultimately we cannot control events beyond our sphere of influence. We can only control how we react to events. So in order to reduce stress and anxiety, think about the following. Number one, first and foremost, reduce unnecessary spending as fast as possible and establish a budget. This will insulate you from any possible losses due to inflation or unemployment. Number two, make sure basic needs are funded, particularly health insurance, food and housing expenses, electrical, heating, what have you. Pay down debt. It makes a huge difference to be debt-free or debt-reduced. These steps increase resilience 
and strength to endure. Sometimes uh, people just make up their mind to put a few extra bucks a week to paying down the credit cards. And you know what? After six months or a year, it really adds up to a lot of money. Watch some news, though. Do not watch too much. What is too much? Too much would be that which causes you to sit on the edge of your seat and not sleep well at night. So reduce the news to a summary of what more or less covers everything and then watch something else during the day or listen to music. Number four, stay healthy. Do not use food as a drug to cope with the stress and anxiety that you're feeling. This is a dangerous habit that could become addictive and cause you to start gaining weight and become less healthy. Although there's a lot of evidence that during periods of stress and inflation and, and low and uh, high unemployment, um, there, there's evidence that people eat more, gain weight, and uh, become more diabetic and hurt their heart and their high blood pressure and whatnot. Set your sights on a healthy intake of nutritious foods in appropriate quantities. Number five, get daily exercise. Exercise reduces stress and anxiety and increases feelings of well-being. You don't have to get a lot. Sometimes just a 20-minute walk will, will do it. Maintain your social context. This is number six. Socialization with good friends is very helpful to lowering stress and improving feelings of well-being. Number seven, minimize consumption of alcohol. Alcohol has many negative physical and psychological effects, yet during times of stress, people consume more alcohol. I would say the same thing is true about marijuana or any other illegal or dangerous drug. Forget about it. You don't need drugs. Healthy diet and, and exercise will do much better for you, and the side effects are all positive. Number eight, if you have children, focus on them during doing well in school by keeping them up with their homework and assignments. Changes in routine tend to increase stress in children. Children like the routine. Maintenance of a routine is a great coping mechanism for adults and children. Number nine, engage in healthy recreational activities. Activities give us a break from focusing on the problematic realities we all are surrounded with. Watch movies, read books, play games, engage in outdoor recreational activities with your friends or by yourself. Number 10, work on trying to understand the causes of the negative events surrounding us. This is important because understanding causes enables some degree of control when it comes time to vote. We all should vote because voting confers a degree of control over the events we find distressful. So trying to understand why things are going south is a very important step in trying to reduce our stress because our minds don't respond well to confusion. Number 11. Examples of this would be asking yourself the question, why are gasoline prices so high? Why is everything costing more? Which party provides realistic solutions? That is, which political party provides realistic solutions? How do I avoid getting COVID? What should I do if I become infected with COVID? Read up on the treatments, read up on the statistics. Like, for instance, is it so important that you wear a mask all the time? Is that going to stop you? Or maybe it's best that you stay away from people that you know might have COVID. Okay? Think about getting uh, vaccinated. 
um, if you're particularly if you're over 60 or 65 years of age and you have any health care uh, vulnerabilities like hypertension and diabetes or obesity. Yeah, get get take very seriously your doctor's recommendation about getting vaccinated. OK, younger people may have a different view that is younger, healthier people may very well be less likely to get vaccinated because their bodies will resist the virus much better. Number 12, having a world view is better than being confused. Remember, 71 percent of Americans feel America is moving in the wrong direction. This means lots of people are feeling angry and frustrated You are not alone. It's not just you. Lots of people are feeling stress and anxiety, so you're not alone. Number 13, religion, spirituality, and prayer are very helpful. If you have an inclination, don't hesitate. You should do it. Support social and political changes you believe in. As an example of this, lots of parents are supporting local issues like Governor DeSantis's issue in Florida, supporting parents' rights for their children's education and preventing schools from subjecting their kids to uh, gender or identity, gender identity based uh, uh, lessons, so-called lessons uh, in third grade or less or below. Support ideas to reduce gas prices and inflation. That will give you a little bit more of a sense of control because you're not then powerless and confused over what it is that's causing uh, inflation and high gas prices. Number 14, in summary, remaining in control of what we can control and accepting our powerlessness over what we cannot control will get you through this very difficult period better than if you don't follow these objectives. Number 15, Seek mental health professional consultation with a licensed psychologist if you need it. Therapy can be very helpful. Going for therapy is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. People that know they need therapy but resist going make themselves feel worse by doing that. Seek therapy that is cognitive behavior therapy based since this is the gold standard for psychological therapy because it addresses improved thinking to overcome irrational thinking that would otherwise cause stress and anxiety. Ask your doctor for a referral or a friend who has had a positive experience with a psychologist for a referral. So in summary, these are my recommendations um, for improving your mental health. The most important thing I can emphasize in this is... Make sure you don't try to control that which is not controllable. If you try to push a 10-ton boulder up a street, you'll exhaust yourself and just deplete any energy you have to deal with the rest of your life. So we've got to control the things that we can control and accept our powerlessness over the things that we can. By doing this, we make sure that we are okay and have the resilience and strength to to take it all on and succeed positively through this period of uncertainty. God bless America. God help the people of Ukraine. Peace.